Now you must understand, allowing yourself to focus on the negative or your imperfections, that's a pure sign of mental weakness. Reason being, it totally screws up your self-confidence. And we know self-confidence is the number one variable for all human performance. Okay, and so what you gotta understand is you gotta train your brain. You gotta wire those neurons to think in a way that's abnormal, that focuses on the good in the world, the positive things you're doing so that you can grow your self-confidence. Awesome, so welcome Jason to the show. Super excited to have you today. So before we dive into you know, mental toughness, one thing that just becomes super obvious when looking into your work is your intense focus on goals. So can you share with us, first of all, why goal setting is so crucial in our lives and then the distinction I absolutely love between vision, product, and process goals? Yeah, so I'll say this. In my research, there have only been two things that I've come across that I would say, if you're not using these two things on a daily basis, there's no possible way you can be performing at your potential. Goal setting is one of them. Just as an aside, visualization is the other one. Okay, so what I tell you is, you know, and I don't say those things lightly, I'm very big into research. If a person isn't using goals, you cannot reach your potential. Now, here's the problem. Most people have been taught and are still being taught the ineffective method of using goals. I'll cover real quick the three biggest goal-setting mistakes people are making. And Max, people mean well, but I'll tell you this, the research, look, people don't pay me for my opinion. They pay me for factual information. So I'm really big on science. Now, again, people mean well, and, and I might say some things that people say, well, I thought that was the way you're supposed to do it. Well, this is why most people are disenfranchised with goals. Most people right now, if you say, hey, we're going to spend five, 10 minutes talking about goals, they're going to roll their eyes and want to go to sleep. I know I would. Okay, and here's why. Three biggest goal setting mistakes. Number one, people are setting way too many goals. You really want to, in any category, so I'd say, I'd give people two categories. If I'm coaching someone, I give people two categories, personal and professional. And I talk about this in my new book coming out, Relentless Solution Focus. But the the key there would be, I'd say, of the goals, you get to set one result goal in each category, only two categories total. So you could have a professional result goal, and then you could have a personal result goal. An example of a professional result goal might be, I want to make $100,000 this year. An example of a personal result goal could be, I want to lose 12 pounds, okay? So, but the problem is, people are setting way too many goals. Always know what your most important goal is in each category, at most two categories. Second big goal setting mistake, paradox of the product goal. The more you focus on the result, lose 12 pounds, make $100,000, Typically, the further I am from achieving it, it's called the paradox of the product goal. And here's why. Your brain, and again, this is total science, 
Your brain can only fully focus on one thing at a time. And so if I'm focused on losing 12 pounds, I can't be focused on what causes me to lose 12 pounds. And that's what we call a process goal. So an example, you know, if I was going to use the $100,000, an example of a process goal might be, I need to make three outgoing sales calls every morning first thing. If I want to lose 12 pounds, I got to do 30 minutes cardio five days a week. That's where I should focus my mind on the process. And if what we find is if people will really focus in on process, results take care of themselves. Third mistake, people set goals way too high. And again, this is probably the most common goal setting mistake. You hear it all the time, stretch goals, set it high, hope to get close. Just so you know, there's no empirical evidence anywhere that would support the idea of set it high, hope to get close, unless it's in periods of time, three years or longer. So if you want to Set goals, you know, you heard me, or you mentioned vision goals. Vision goals are really those three to five-year goals. Yeah, dream big there. But if it's a 12-month goal, which is where most people are, 12 months or shorter, make sure that you set the goal, what I call realistically high. And most industries, I won't say every industry, most people, this is just kind of a general rule, I look to see improvement, 10 to 20% growth result-wise year over year. So if I want to, if I, let's say I made 100,000 this year, really, if I wanted to set a realistically high goal for next year, I'd set it somewhere between 110 and 120,000. And I think if I follow those, you know, avoid those mistakes, that's when goals really take off and become one of those things that a person absolutely must be using every day. Yeah, and I love this so much. So, so the third aspect of not setting goals too high, does this go back really to the self-image then and Instead, the thermostat metaphor they use, they absolutely love. Absolutely. And so here, how common is this? So if I follow the set it high, hope to get close. And let's say, you know, I made $100,000 next year and, and I'm, I'm using the set it high, hope to get close. So I set my goal this year, 2021, I'm going to do 200000 All right. Now, if I'm doing $100,000 a year, I'm roughly making 8500 a month. If I'm going to do 200,000, I got to double that, right? So here's what happens. I set the goal at 200,000. I'm used to making about 8,500 a month. My first year, or excuse me, my first month of the year, I come out and I do great. I make 12,500. That's a 50% jump. Okay, but I'm still 50% short of that really high goal. All right, now, second month, I have another great month, 13,000. I should be feeling really good about myself, but instead, I can't help but think I'm still so short on that 200,000 pace I need to be on. And it's getting worse and worse because now I got 10 months and I got to make up the difference on the first two. Third month, I have another really good month, 12,000. Problem is, I lose self-confidence, self-defense mechanism. Because it's so painful, I stop thinking about that $200,000 goal altogether. And then by month three, I don't even have a goal that I'm thinking about anymore. Now, how common is that? You get three months into the year and most people, they're not even focused on their goals anymore. 
That's why set it high, hope to get close is so detrimental. It really messes up your self-image or your self-confidence. Wow, that's so powerful. It really goes back also to some of the research that you talk about in your book on, on mental toughness, where you say basically that this research from David Cole from Virginia Tech University, right, that said that 80% of people don't even have goals in the first place. Yeah, and, and again, I think that's a result of people have been, everybody's heard of goals. Everybody at some point has been taught goals, okay? But most people are disenfranchised. They, they don't believe in goals anymore because they've been taught the ineffective way to goal set. So they don't work for you. And that's why you have most adults right now walking around, 80% of them, they don't even have goals to start with. Yeah, that's so important. So once you know, people start applying these principles, they, they have their goals, then another important practice you talk about is this success log or performance evaluation. So why is it so critical to constantly check back in every day and see how am I actually doing in regards to those goals that I've set for myself? You know, it's interesting. I just got off a coaching call and we talked about this very thing. I've had conversations, probably much like you, with hundreds and hundreds of successful people. And when, when I have a little extra time in my coaching sessions, I like to ask this question. I say, okay, you, you've achieved a very high level of success. What's the number one reason? And I tell you, 80% of the time, what that answer comes down to is effective self-evaluation. Wow. Right now, the success log, and again, this is something, I got a new book coming out January 15th. I cover this in depth. The success log is what I would tell you at this point in time is the most effective scientifically proven method of self-evaluation. It develops self-confidence. It forces you to focus on process. It focuses you to focus on the most important activities each day. But think about self-evaluation um, like autopilot in a plane. You know, if you, if you understand how the autopilot in the plane works, it doesn't keep it on track. In fact, every second the plane veers off track, what autopilot does is just self-evaluates if you're on track, and then it nudges you back. Every second, it's nudging you back on track. Now, we don't have the technology to insert autopilot into our minds and keep us on track with what we've identified as our most important things we should focus on. But what the success log does is, on a daily basis, forces us back on track, gets our mind back to what we really should be thinking about in terms of high-level performance. Wow, I love this. So, so how do you use that then in your, your own personal life? Is it just every single evening and sort of day review, seeing how did those process yeah, me, goals work for me? Yeah, let me reach behind the screen here and grab. So here's this is, sits on my desk. And if you look at it, I've got my goals. I've yeah, got my wow. goals in the front. And then every day, I've got my success log answers, if you will. Wow. Yeah. Okay? Now, I think most people think, well, I've got to do the evaluation at the end of the day. And I used to do it that way. And then, I don't know, I had kids and I'm 50 now. And maybe I'm getting older. Maybe my energy's not as good at the end of the day as it used to be. So I said, hey, this is important enough. I'm going to start doing this in the morning. So my rule is before I sit down in this chair or if I'm at my other office, before I sit down in that chair, I've got to fill out the success log. And the good news, it literally takes less than 60 seconds. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, well, one part I, I really love about your work, it's so super practical and it's not like super time consuming at the same time, meaning people don't need to spend three hours a day on these things, but it's really these 60 second things, right? Or the, the hundred second mental workout that I want to talk about next. They're really super easy to implement in your daily routine. Well, Max, think about where I started my business. I mean, when I started my practice, I only worked with professional athletes. And, you know, I, I hung around athletes my whole life. And I knew, number one, if I made it complicated, they weren't going to have any part of it. Okay. And number two, if it was time consuming, those folks had so much of their time already being monopolized. The last thing they were going to do is let a person like me come in and monopolize another 30, 40, 50, an hour of mental training. So I worked very, very hard at prioritizing. You know, and here, this is, I think, an important thing for people to hear. I consider, after studying so many of these successful people, prioritizing to be the single most underrated skill of those who are most successful. Pardon me. And to become good at prioritizing, you really must be great at deprioritizing. So what I've tried to do with my work is figure out, okay, I've learned all this information. You know, I went to school. As long as you can go to school, I went to school. Imagine the information. Now, it's my job. If I'm going to be effective as a professional, it, it's not my job to teach you everything I know. I must resist that temptation. Instead, what I must do is I must think, what are just the absolute most important things I've learned? And that's what I've tried to do when it comes to mental training for people is just boil it down. First of all, let's keep it simple and let's take the just smallest unit of time absolutely possible. And I'll tell you again, three minutes a day is all you need to effectively mentally train yourself for absolute mental toughness. Three minutes a day or less. Well, you know, I absolutely love that. And I think it really speaks to this uber practicality of, of all everything that you do. So can you show us this, this 100-second mental workout? Can you walk us through some of those steps and how our listeners can start applying that in their lives? Yeah, so the mental workout was really, when I started with the St. Louis Cardinals, um, it, it was really the, what got me the job with the Cardinals. And I, wow. I'd say this, when I first started my practice, this mental workout is what took me from a graduate student to one of the top sports psychology consultants in the world. Wow. And the reason being, it's simple, it's totally science-based, doesn't take much time for us in the business world, a minute and 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. And most important, it works. Yes. It gets your brain focused on the right things. Remember this little phrase. Now, this is not my quote. This is a, a longtime scientific quote for cognitive neuroscience, but it, it always runs through my mind. Neurons that wire together, fire together. Neurons that wire apart, fire apart. And if you let the brain do what's normal, the brain's gonna focus on the wrong stuff. You're gonna wire a lot of the wrong stuff for high-level performance. That's why you have high-level performance is so unique. Most people don't know how to get their brains trained for high-level performance. Well, what the mental workout does is it trains the brain for high-level performance. I'll give you an example. It's totally normal for a person on any given day to do 100 things right. 
the one thing less than perfect. Okay, now, it's also totally normal when that person's thinking about their day and they're evaluating, they're focused on that one imperfection. Now, you must understand, allowing yourself to focus on the negative or your imperfections, that's a pure sign of mental weakness. Reason being, it totally screws up your self-confidence. And we know self-confidence is the number one variable for all human performance. Okay, and so what you gotta understand is you gotta train your brain. You gotta wire those neurons to think in a way that's abnormal, that focuses on the good in the world, the positive things you're doing so that you can grow your self-confidence. All right, so the five steps of the mental workout, and again, takes one minute and 40 seconds. First thing is called the centering breath. All you do is breathe in for six seconds, hold for two, breathe out for seven. The rationale behind this, when any person goes into a performance, so if you're a baseball player, obviously you step into the batter's box, business person making a sales call, going into a meeting, could be for a parent, having a conversation with a child. Anytime we go into a performance, our natural biological state, what happens is our heart rate elevates. <clears throat> now, the problem with the heart rate elevating is it sends a signal to the brain to disable itself and to go into fight or flight. It also sends a signal to release cortisol. All those things are horrible for performance. You, think about it. You definitely don't want to go into a performance with an inability for detailed thinking. It doesn't matter if you're a golfer, baseball player, plumber, psychologist, coach, financial advisor, you need to be able to have the detailed thinking. Now, the good thing about the centering breath is you get air into your diaphragm. By doing so, you control the heart rate. Control the heart, you better control the mind. All right, so that's step one, centering breath. Second step is something called an identity statement. Identity statement is really just a personal mantra that forces you proactively, it kind of sets the foundation. Instead of having all these negative thoughts that we typically do, again, 100 things right, one thing less than perfect, and we focus on the one imperfection and completely overlook the good stuff, we're gonna start training ourselves. Look, it's okay to be critical of yourself, but first, always start with the positive. And that's what the identity statement does. It's a proactive, it's a statement, a personal mantra that forces you to focus on your strengths and what you're capable of. All right, third step is something called a personal highlight reel. Personal highlight reel is visualization. 60 seconds worth of visualization. Now I have a number of different, you know, I've written, now this book coming out is my fifth book coming out. There's a number of different versions of what I have people do in the personal highlight reel. My favorite version is the first 30 seconds. I want you to visualize specifically who and how you want your life to be in five years. Get a picture every day of the type of person you want to be in five years and the type of life you want to, want to have created for yourself. That's the first 30 seconds. The second 30 seconds is then you visualize the upcoming day. You think to yourself, okay, if five years from now, I'm going to actually be living that life, not just professionally speaking. Certainly you want to include the most important things, your physical health, how you want to feel about yourself. Yes, professional aspect, where you want to be professionally. Also, where do you want to be with your personal relationships? 
Okay, so then I think to myself in the upcoming day, and I spend 30 seconds and think, okay, if I'm gonna get there in five years, what are a few of the important things, both personally and professionally, I need to do today to position myself that I'm gonna be on track for that? So for example, if I wanna be you know, tripling my income or doubling my income in five years, I probably wanna see myself making those three most important sales calls. If I wanna see myself 12 pounds lighter, I probably wanna visualize a few seconds of when am I gonna get my workout? If I wanna have great relationships with my wife, I probably wanna visualize getting home from work on time, putting my phone away and being present. I probably wanna visualize things like getting to bed early, making good decisions around happy hour, around meal time. Okay, so 60 seconds of visualization. Again, the first 30 seconds, where do you wanna be in five years? The second 30 seconds, what do you need to do today to get closer to that place? Fourth step, you do the identity statement again. You just repeat that identity statement again. Fifth step, you take one more final centering breath. Minute and 45 steps in total. Wow, you know, I absolutely love this process, especially this idea of, first of all, changing our biology. Because I think that's usually what's standing in the way, right? When we're feeling anxious, when we the heart starts pounding, right? So like we oftentimes try to think our way out of these things when the easiest thing is just, taking a couple deep breaths and really, like you say, like centering yourself first. So then the psychology afterwards can come in and really do that. Yeah. So Max, let me say something here because you're bringing up a really good point. And I think what a lot of people actually do is they look at mental toughness as some sort of a pep talk that they can give themselves. I'm having a tough day. And so I need mental toughness. Let me just try to pull myself up by the bootstraps. Well, listen, mental toughness is very much like physical toughness. Think about it. I could give myself a pep talk or even listen to the greatest physical trainer in the country talk about how to develop a big, strong bicep. But unless I actually do some of the work, the bicep doesn't get any stronger. And that's the part, and I talk about this very deeply in, again, this next book that's coming out, Relentless Solution Focus. Mental toughness is not a pep talk. You have to do some training. Now, the good news is three minutes of training a day can absolutely put you in a position to be one of the most mentally tough people walking on the planet. Three minutes a day. But to think that you can overcome the normal mental weakness, it's just like thinking, I can have a big strong bicep without ever going to the gym. I gotta do some work. And again, if you did the three minutes a day, three days a week, what science would tell you, just like with the bicep, you're gonna see improvements with the mental toughness, the mental strength. Yeah, that's so powerful. So is there an ideal time of day? Like, is it like in the morning or evening when people should usually start like to, to really use and apply this? Well, here's what the science says. The best times to do it are the 30 minutes before you go to sleep or 30 minutes after you wake up. Say that the mind is most impressionable in those time periods. When I'm working with people, I don't worry about perfection. I, you know, I always kind of think done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So if you were a client of mine, Max, I'd say, okay, you know, it might be best for you to do it first 30 minutes or last 30 minutes. Most people choose to do it in the morning. But in the end, I'd say, Max, when is it going to be easiest for you to get it done? Because again, done is better than perfect in many things. And this is one of them. Just like going in and doing the physical workout. How many times or how many people do you know went and got a perfect physical workout? <laughs> 
I work out all the time and I don't know that I've ever had a perfect physical workout, but I'm still at 50 in pretty good shape. It's not about perfect. It's about get it done. And again, three times a week, invest that three minutes a day. You're going to have good things happen. Yeah, you know, I absolutely love this. And so, so you mentioned your, your new book, Relentless Solution Focus. So can you show with us, first of all, the problem-centric thoughts and this challenge that, that most of us face are constantly facing the past and problems and challenges and focusing all the bad stuff, like you mentioned before, that we've done in the past and how we can overcome that. Yeah, so again, it's, it's just like what I talked about. It's, it's totally normal. Do 100 things right. <coughs> Pardon me. One thing less than perfect. And then you overlook all the good stuff and only focus on the negative. That's called PCT. And unfortunately, and this is, this is terribly unfortunate for our species, the human brain is built in a way where that's totally normal. We're wired biologically to focus on PCT. And it goes back to hundreds and hundreds of years ago for survival. You know, we used to have to have that PCT thought on the front of our mind all the time to protect us from all those dangers that were right around every corner. You know, and these days, we don't see many saber-toothed tigers running around. In fact, what we know is science, even in this year 2020 where we've had such a crazy year, this is still the healthiest, the safest time for human beings to live. Okay, so the PCT, although hundreds and hundreds of years ago was very effective for survival and keeping us as a species alive, it's really now very, very counterproductive for our personal experience and achieving high level success, achieving our potential. But again, remember, neurons that wire together, fire together, neurons that wire apart, wire apart. So although, yeah, PCT is biologically ingrained in all of us, we can retrain the brain. And that's exactly what the book RSF, Relentless Solution Focus is all about is just very specifically getting people to understand, okay, look, biologically, yes, the brain is built this way. But the good news is, and we know this from, it's called neuroplasticity. It's been around for 40, 50 years. People just don't talk about it much, which drives me nuts because our society right now, more than ever, needs to be focused on solutions. You know, you got a lot of people who are suffering from depression and just completely underperforming on their potential, people who are unhappy. You don't have to be that way. And biologically, you're allowing yourself to be that way because you're not doing any of the retraining. And that's what I mean is I've worked in a, with my colleague, Dr. Ellen Reed. We worked very hard to make this very simple. You know, it's not like reading a cognitive neuroscience textbook. We've made this very simple in understanding and in the training. Three minutes a day, Max, as little as three days a week, scientifically proven, guaranteed you can retrain PCT away and start to retrain relentless solution focus in. And what I tell you is relentless solution focus is the mind's ability to focus on solutions, especially in the face of adversity. It's the same definition I have for mental toughness. In essence, this is what mental toughness is and everyone can learn it. Every person can learn it three minutes a day, less than three minutes a day, three times a week. You know, I absolutely love this, this fact that we can overcome these natural human tendencies to look at a negative, to look at what's wrong, and instead learn better ways of actually handling our brain and therefore performing better on our lives. 
So before we wrap this up, um, where can listeners connect with you online? So I think the easiest place, I've got a website, jasonselk.com. And again, I, I would encourage everyone, I think right now, especially this book, Relentless Solution Focus, that comes out in January. And you could go to Amazon, you can go all of the uh, book sales, booksellers. Right now, I think they're taking pre-orders. I think they started about a month ago. The book will be out in bookstores first week of January. But I, I would encourage people, I know, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but this book is an important book. This is a book that people right now need to read. So I, I would just encourage people, go to the bookseller, pre-order the book, read a few pages, read one page a day, but work through the book. Get all the way through it because the training aspect isn't really until the very end of the book, but I don't care how fast, how slow you do it. This is a book I will guarantee you, you will appreciate the fact that you've read it. And if you put energy into doing the training, you and everyone in your life will see a difference. You will be significantly happier, healthier, more successful. People with this RSF mindset, Max, proven to live 14 years, up to 14 wow. years longer. And it's a much better experience of life. This is a book right now people need to read. Our country, our culture, people in the world will benefit from reading this. So please, you know, I normally don't push people to do anything, but this, this book, please invest some time and, and start to work through it. Yeah, absolutely love it. I think this, this interview has already shown people how much great stuff there really is, how much, how important really it is to focus on the solutions and train our brains. So, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Max. And I'll say this too, it works at the highest level. Remember, I got hired by the Cardinals in 2006, St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. They hadn't won a World Series in 24 years. This was really the number one thing I brought to the team. We won a World Series in 2006, my first year, and then again, my last year, 2011, we won a second World Series. So not only does this work, you know, just for the average person walking the street, which it will absolutely benefit that person, but it also works at the highest level of competition and performance. Thanks, Max, for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. All the best to everybody out there listening. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you gained some valuable ideas, tips, tools, tricks, mindsets, belief systems that will hopefully inspire you to take your life to the next level. At the end of the day, guys, it's all about application. The only thing that's going to set you apart tomorrow from where you are today is how much action you take with those ideas that you gained. And so I really want to challenge you at this point to you know, not just listen to this passively, to not just consume this you know, passively, just thinking about other things, but to really take those lessons, take those ideas that you just gained and start applying them to your life. So really start taking action and sprinting towards those goals and those dreams that you have in your life. Now, guys, at this point, I want to ask you for a huge favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider heading over to iTunes and leaving a review as that helps me really grow the show and reach more people, impact even more people around the world. You know, if you have a family member, friend, a loved one maybe that you think could benefit from this content, please consider, you know, sharing it with them, forwarding to them as that helps us really build a community of like-minded people that are all about maxing out their lives. Now, guys, with that being said, thanks so much for tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it. Stay strong and see you tomorrow.